Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social and economic renewal in our immediate communities and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Amen. Let's get into the message for today. Finishing strong. I was reflecting and thinking, how do we finish this extraordinary year? And I, I just, I even asked some of the leaders, said, what, what are you sensing? What? So we, we had a few thoughts. And then I just started hearing this thing in my heart, finishing strong. And when I'm talking about finishing strong, I'm not talking about finishing strong just you as an individual. My conviction right now is finishing strong as a church. That God has done extraordinary things this year and has given us strength which we did not have before. He has given us velocity which we were lacking. He has given us momentum. He has caused things to happen that we were not expecting. And he doesn't want us to throw down that whatever. It's not time to step on the brakes. You, you get what I'm saying? In school... I, I participated in long distance running. You know, long distance? Yeah. yeah. That's one of the ones I did. 10,000 meters. 25 laps. You know, there are those fellows who start off as if it's a sprint. They leave everyone behind. And they are taking off. They don't know this is a long distance race. Then before you know it, hmm, your legs are in open defiance. Yeah, open rebellion against the rest of you. You, you, you know that verse that the spirit is winning? Yeah. But the flesh is what? Weak. I've experienced that in long distance running. Yeah. Now, for the very long races, it's not as obvious as in like 1500 meters, that three lap thing. Oh my God. You feel everything in your legs that you shouldn't be feeling. And then they stop working. Yeah, people are cheering you. Yeah, you got me. The legs have stopped working. You were leading the race. Now people are passing you. You are like, instead of legs, you have spaghetti. You know spaghetti? (laughs) They are passing you. Like, you can't make it. The finishing line is there. Whoopee! But tell your neighbor, you can finish strong. Let us finish the year with strength. Amen? Let's not allow anything to discourage us and to turn us away from that which God has ordained to perform. Amen? People getting saved. Families getting reunited. Marriages getting salvaged. Disciples being made. Amen? Yeah, you don't have to finish weak. No, you can finish strong in Jesus' name. Second Timothy 2 1. Second Timothy. Second Timothy. Yeah. Let's read together. You, therefore, my son, be strong in the grace of that is in Christ Jesus. Be strong 
in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. You know, this text, I've been sharing it with a few people, and I'm going to continue sharing it with a few people who visit us at home because God has laid it on my heart. There are things I used not to see in this text because I used to know verse 1 and 2 and 3 separately, but not together. You, you get what I'm saying? So, the, the, you know, the, the right, someone said that the text without the context gives you a cone. So I was getting lots of cones. He says, you therefore, my son, let's actually read all the three verses so that we don't, we don't end up in a con. You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus and the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses. Commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also the people in the studio used to know how to read english you therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of jesus christ amen so he starts by saying you therefore my son paul starts to exhort timothy who even though timothy had a different father timothy's dad was a greek guy and we know that his mom was jewish we even know the name of his grandmother lois but over, over time, now Paul calls him his son. In fact, in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 1 and 2, he calls him his beloved son. Let's read it. He says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, according to the promise of life, which is in Christ Jesus. And then he says, to Timothy, a beloved son. A beloved son. Grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father. And our Lord Jesus Christ. To Timothy, our beloved son. He tells the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians 4.15. 4.15, then I'll share some thoughts. It says, for though you might have 10,000 instructors on YouTube. Okay, in Christ. Yet you do not have many fathers for in Christ Jesus I have begotten you through the gospel it says you do not have many fathers there are not many fathers in the gospel yeah you just can't go around and say father 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 no no they are few yeah for the Corinthians they did not have many and they said why because I have begotten you in the gospel am I making sense we are finishing strong. So the first thing we are dealing with here is identity. Strength in the grace. The grace of God is what gives you identity. It says, those who received him, those who believed on him, John 1.14, right? He gave the right, the right to be called children of God, sons of God. Give, give, give it to me. John 1, chap, John chapter 1 14 huh? No. 16. 16. Now you keep going and says no, 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 not 16, not 14. Where is it? 12. 12. Is that 12? Yeah. But as many as received him to them. Have you received Christ? Yes. To them he gave the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name. Next verse. And says, who were born. Say, I was born. 
firstborn, not of the not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Born of God. Hey! You walk around and all the demons know that's a son of God. That's me. That's me. Yeah, if you don't want it's okay. But hey! Born of God. Wow. You see, to finish strong, we must first deal with the issue of identity. Because Paul tells him, you therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ. You must first understand that your father loves you and he approves you, approves of you, even before you do anything, anything. Wow. Huh. You see, things start to become very messy when you think that works and you're placed before God because they don't. Yeah, they do not. You don't work your way into God's good books. You will never. Yeah. For by grace we have been saved. By what? Grace we have been saved. Ephesians 2.8 For by grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourself. It's a, it's a gift of God. Not of works lest anyone should boast. Because once it becomes of works then we can boast and say <laughs> You know, you even get... Nowadays, I don't see people bouncing. What happened to bouncing? I think every generation has its own version of bouncing. Yeah. Let me tell you, growing up is complicated. Eh! Every generation, they come up with something and think theirs is the first. Yeah. Yeah. Nowadays, instead of bouncing, they just drop their pants. So, it's like, you don't have a separate... A differentiation between private and public clothing. For us, we used to bounce. Yeah. One time, I watched a movie. You see, there are different kinds of bouncing. There used to be forward bouncing where you go like, you know, guys who drop, who drop the what? The shoulder. Just, yeah. In we had those guys. Guys just walk like, like that. Hey! A kangamu. Huh? And then over what, what are the other bounces? Huh? Guys, remind me. You see, I'm too humble, I forgot. Hmm? So, you know, then there are guys who, who move as if they are carrying, as if they are pulling something from behind. Their bounces as if, you know, they are pulling something. Hey! But one time I watched a movie and there was a guy who had a very interesting bounce. It was like this. Yeah. The movie is called Boys in the Hood. Yeah, some of you know that movie. Now, this was the interesting part. When shots started getting fired, yeah, and people are supposed to be running for their dear lives, because this guy had a bounce, he could not leave his bounce even when he needed to run. So, he, he, you know, he wasn't lame, he was just bouncing, even in the running away from bullets. Yeah. If you're not laughing, you have a problem. 
So, so you can't bounce, bounce around because of what you've achieved in Christ. Because you are the lead pastor, many apostle, what? No, 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 nothing. No, it doesn't matter. It's all about my son. Sonship. Sonship. I'm preaching better than you're listening. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Salvation is by grace. Sonship. Now, before I leave this issue here, let me tell you something else. Because we are talking about being strong in grace. But let me first tell you something else about this grace thing so that we don't get confused. Paul calls Timothy his son. Give me that verse again. He says, you therefore my son be strong in the grace. He doesn't say be strong if you want to be my son. You know, sometimes to understand what it says, you have to see what it does not say. It doesn't say, if you want to be my son, first lead a hundred people to Christ. No. He says, you are my son. You are my son. In, in the other one, he called him his beloved son. I know there are people who have a problem with the whole thing of spiritual parents and spiritual children. It's okay to have the problem. It's just that I didn't come up with it. Yeah, it's in the Bible. In fact, if you search the New Testament alone, because my conflict was, Jesus said, don't call each other father. I searched the New Testament for the word father, which is not in reference to the father in heaven, it is so many, it's so much. Everyone uses it. Stephen, Paul, fathers. When they're talking about Israel, they say, our fathers, when they are making a defense, our fathers, our fathers, our fathers. You can reduce my monitor a bit. It's feedback. Fathers, 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 fathers. The Bible has fathers. When Elijah died, Elisha hit the ground and said, my father, my father, the chariots of Israel and the horsemen thereof. Are there people here who think that apart from Christ, because this was an Old Testament guy, that you have a better relationship with God than Elisha did. Do you perceive that Elisha didn't know God well enough to start calling Elijah his father? any takers in the house that you between you and Elisha no 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 you you know God at a very different level compared to Elisha especially because you are a new covenant believer yeah. <laughs> okay better than Timothy because he called Paul his father. So now, I, I just want to bring clarity because I don't want the enemy to rob you. You, you get, huh? 
everything, every dimension of relationship you have with God, he has given you a human equivalent. Every. Yeah. You see, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. You see, once you have exercised yourself in wisdom a few years, you start seeing certain patterns and things. And you start seeing why you have been moving slowly when you could have moved quicker. And you start seeing where you've moved quicker and why you moved quicker. Am I making sense? Paul writes and says, I speak concerning Christ and the church when he talks about marriage. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. And he says, but I speak, this is, he says, this is a great mystery. You see, there are mysteries, then there are great mysteries. And I speak concerning Christ and the church. For you to fully start, to start understanding the relationship that exists between Jesus and the church, you must understand the mystery of marriage. And to understand that marriage has been given as a human equivalent to express that great mystery which no one will ever understand unless you look at a couple who are properly married. That's why it is idiotic to fall in love with someone and start sleeping together before you have a covenant. Prakasata. There is a human equivalent. God says, I am your father. And then he gives you natural fathers. There's not a single human being who doesn't have a father. How did you come, happen to be? Yeah, you have fathers. And when you don't understand your... In fact, the people who struggle the most with the father's love are the ones who had bad fathers on earth. So there is a correlation. And because you are not only spiritual, and rather not only carnal, but also spiritual, Paul writes to Corinthians and says, but you are carnal. <laughs> these are the saints at Corinth. Paul, an apostle with, with Timothy and, and Sosthenes, our brothers, to the saints at Corinth. He says, you are carnal. Yeah, because you are squabbling and fighting and creating divisions. Says, but anyway, says I, I speak to you as carnal and not as to spiritual, because there are people who are spiritual. And when you understand those dimensions that you are both spiritual and natural, then you know that it is okay to have both a natural father and a spiritual father, and God as your father, the father of all. Wow. Yeah. That's why the people who make some sort of progress in ministry are the ones with spiritual fathers. Yeah, and those fellows who think that their anointing can make a way for them are stuck. Yeah. So because you don't have a Bible. Everyone has a Bible and can read English. But where is the revelation in your life? Okay. What were we saying? You do not have many fathers. Yeah. Worship harvest. You do not have many fathers. 
If that offends you, go find another church. Wow. All right. So we are talking about identity. Identity. I didn't even illustrate that point well enough. There is a human word equivalent. That's why John writes and says, how can you claim to love God whom you've never seen when you don't love your brother whom you see? You see, it, it's all hypocrisy. People claim to have a dope relationship with God but n- neglect human relationships. Yeah. We've been teaching about honor and we say, the Bible is very clear, honor the Lord with your possessions and the first of all your increase. And what does Jesus teach in Mark 7 and Matthew 15? That's the same way to honor your father and mother, the ones who produced you. There is always a what? A human equivalent. You can't claim to love God when you don't love people. When God wants to love you, what does he do? He sends people into your life who love you and they are there for you. And real human flesh, they hug you and you feel that warmth of the hug you know like Dr. Natchez's hug eh? and you just know there is a God in heaven who cares mm. because a human being is hugging you yeah hallelujah I'm teaching good identity identity be affirmed in your identity in Christ that's the first place and for God is going to send people in your life who are going to affirm that. People who love you and you not even know, why does this person love me? I have, I have really botched it so many times. Like they should have quit on me long ago. But they still call me back. They still give me opportunity. They still see goodness in me when I don't. You see, good fathers are the ones who see more in you than you see in yourself. Amen. Because they look beyond your failures. They see treasure where you don't see it. I pray that each of you, God, will one day give you a real true spiritual parent who will see things in you. While the rest are opposing you, they see things in you which they promote. Amen. Are we together? You therefore my son Paul says my son yeah wow now the next thing he says is what be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus in other words you can be weak You can receive the grace of God in vain. All this love that God has for you, all this love that human beings, God has sent your way to love on you, they whatever for you, they contribute this, they contribute that, they are there for your birthday, they are there for your haircut, they are there for whatever it is. And then there's no fruit. You're just like an ordinary Christian there who has nothing to, to show for your salvation. Uh, don't shut me down people I, uh, I have a short time to preach so don't shut me down yeah 
You, you can be a believer with no fruit. There are some believers and you're not one of them. Who are going to enter heaven like this? And they've taken no treasure. No soul. Now, now no one saved, encouraged, said nothing. You, you are alone. Hey. You enter alone. Yeah? No one is clapping for you. No welcome committee in heaven. For you, they have to assign angels because you didn't. Yeah. You sent no one. But you are not the people, are you? No, you are the people who are sending people to heaven. She says, be strong. So don't be weak in the grace of God. Don't be weak. I'm going to invite the, the, the wonderful couple whose anniversary is today to come up briefly and we illustrate something. Hey, you can. You see, these people, are in love yeah? when a man loves a woman hey! 12 years in love covenanted certified in others they even have a certificate you know when I'm so in love you see you need to fall in love to the point where you get a certificate Don't go around ditch, dishing things out without a certificate. Mm -mm. Mm. Mm. Hey, like, they say, where's the certificates? Look, even driving a car, you need a permit. How about driving? <laughs> Hey, I'm about to make an altar call. Cracker said, hey, mama. Stop driving without a certificate. Yeah. It's very dangerous. Very, very dangerous. Yeah. It distorts. It distorts spiritual order. Some people, you know, on earth there is so much chaos, we think that even heaven is chaotic. No, 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 no. In the spirit, the order is annoying for you cannot people. Very impeccable order. Live. No, no. Cleave. Then one flesh. In that order. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Will you marry me? On one knee? Yeah. Wedding. Then honeymoon. Yeah. yeah. Do you start honeymoon? It's not even honeymoon. It's like. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's get to the point here. So these people are covenanted. 
You understand that? Yeah? That's the same way you are covenanted to Christ. The way they are covenanted. It's for life. It doesn't matter how many problems you get. It's for life. It doesn't matter how many problems you have had with Jesus. Or Jesus has had with you. It's for eternity. Yeah. That's why you can't backslide it. Go forward. Backslide, go forward. No, no. There's no backsliding. There's only forward movement. Because it's eternal. Yeah. If these people disagree about why the socks are in the sink, it doesn't mean the marriage is over. No. You just need to move the socks out of the sink. And then the marriage continues. So you, I don't know what it is between you and Jesus and what's not going well. It doesn't mean that the relationship is over. You just need to put it right. But the relationship is still what? On. Now, as a result of their deep love eh, for each other, do you know what happens? We start seeing small people developing in this one's stomach. Yeah. They produce what? Fruit. It's called fruitfulness. It is the naturally occurring substance. No, no. It's, it's, it's the natural expectation of the relationship. You have understood. So when I, I, I don't know if they are done but I know there is three of them already. So when or if she gets pregnant we don't go like Don't go like, is it of the Holy Ghost? No, 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 no. We know where it came from. The relationship. Yeah. So, when do we start, and this has happened to some people, and I'm praying very, very hard, because it can be very painful. When do people ask questions? When do people go like, is everything okay? Is when the fruit is not showing up. And for some people, due to different complications, medical issues, and all of that, they are are together, but they haven't yet been able to have fruit. And we are praying for you all. Amen. I just saw a testimony on a group. Someone who hadn't had children for 10 years. And they received prayer and they got pregnant. Yeah. But I understand it. When do we when do we get concerned and ask questions? Is it when the person is getting pregnant? No, no, no. It's when the fruit is not showing up. The sister saying, "Is everything okay? Are you doing it?" And then they're like, "We are doing it." Okay. Uh, 
Maybe, have you seen this doctor or the other doctor? Maybe go see Dr. Okulo. You know, there are all these modern other ways in which they try to make things happen. What? So we try to solve the problem because we understand that it is not normal for the for the relationship to be there when there is no fruit. I beg God to sit briefly. So, be strong in the grace because you can be weak. You can be a Christian and then they take you to court for being a Christian and they can't find sufficient evidence. It's a first problem. John 1, John 15, 3 to 4. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. And then it says, abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. So you're already clean, but you can be clean and you fail to bear fruit. So we need to separate issues of righteousness from issues of fruitfulness. Because the two are different. Because in the church, the righteousness camp attacks the fruitfulness camp. And the fruitfulness camp attacks the righteousness camp. And they know not that they are of the same camp. That out of the righteousness, fruitfulness emerges. Now, you can't get righteousness from fruitfulness. You can't say, I'm going to be fruitful so that I can become righteous. No, 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 no. He says, what makes you clean is the word I've spoken to you, not the fruitfulness. But he says, I can speak to you that word, but what makes you fruitful is to abide in me. Amen. Amen. First Corinthians 15.10. Can you believe this, this? Can you believe this clock? But by grace, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. Let's read together. And his grace toward me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God, which was with me. In other words, the grace of God could have been in vain. Are you still with me, people? Are you with me, people? Here is how you know that the grace of God toward you is in vain when you are not laboring abundantly. Yeah. Some, for some people, grace is the thing to chill. Ha! I found out about the grace of God. Nowadays, I don't pray, I don't fast, I don't give, I don't do anything. I don't even go to church, I don't preach, I don't evangelize, I don't make disciples. Ah, I even go to work late. You found the wrong grace, my friend. What you have found is not grace. You have a lie. It's called fool's gold. Looks like gold, but it's not gold. Those who have found the true grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, they labor more abundantly. They pray because of the grace of God. They fast because of the grace of God. They do evangelism because of the grace of God. They preach because of the grace of God. They show up on time at work because of the grace of God. They stick with one spouse because of the grace of God. Amen. You therefore my son be 
place that is in Christ Jesus. Wow. And it says, and the things you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit this to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. So you'll be strong in the grace. How do you become strong in the grace of God? You start making disciples. What's the first word in that verse? The English, if you're using the English version. And in English it's called a conjunction. It means that there is a continuation of thought between the previous statement and the future one. And the things. This is how you become strong in the grace of God. The things you've heard from me, says Paul, commit to faithful men. Committing is not flippantly saying, oh, by the way, by the way. no, 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 no. Commitment, you give the person this thing, eh? eh? Keep it. Keep it. That's how we disciple. We don't just be like, do you like prayer? Have you heard of Bishop Doug Herod Mills? Do you like fasting? I also don't. Is that how you commit? No, 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 no. The things you have heard from me. You people, I'm out of time. Maybe we continue next week. And the things that you've heard from me. The way to become strong in the grace of God in your life is to make disciples the way Jesus made disciples. And the way Paul made disciples. And before Paul, there, there was Barnabas. So there was Barnabas, Paul, Timothy, faithful men and women, others. Five generations of disciples. Barnabas discipled Paul. He went and looked for him when no one wanted to associate with him. When everyone was running away from Paul, Barnabas looked for him, brought him to the disciples in Jerusalem. He went to the village in Tarsus. Barnabas was sent to Antioch to do some missionary work. He finished his missionary work. He went to Paul's village in Tarsus to still find him. He brought him to Antioch and they spent a whole year ministering there where, Barnab where Paul was Barnabas' servant, making tea for him. Okay, that part is my imagination, but he served him the whole year. Paul was under Barnabas. All these facts are in the scriptures in the book of Acts. I don't have time to read them. Amen. Amen. Do you want to be strong? Yes. Make disciples. That's how you multiply the grace of God in your life. You start to make disciples. Everything you hold on to dies. Everything you give away leaves and multiplies and creates a fruitful and wonderful future. That's how we are going to turn the story around. How many of you know a guy called Mordecai Ham? Mordecai Ham. Anyone knows Mordecai Ham in the studio? Don't Google. You're listening to a preacher, so don't Google. 
You don't know Mordecai Ham? Nobody here knows Mordecai Ham? Wow. Mordecai Ham is a guy that led Billy Graham to Christ. Yeah. Okay, are there people who don't know Billy Graham? That's a trick question. Don't put your hand up. Billy Graham, it is estimated that Billy Graham preached to 215 million people. 215 million people in his lifetime, Billy Graham. You people, you're joking. Ministers, we are still joking. We are playing games. Billy Graham has since died. He left behind an organization called the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, which is led by his son, Franklin Graham. The Billy Graham Evangelist Association in 2020 alone, how many people did they lead to Christ? Was it? One point seven or seventeen million. Seventeen million. No, those are the numbers those people are doing. You see Franklin Graham there on TV, you think those people are simple. They have a whole system of evangelists in different cities around the world. One point seven million. Yeah. But there was a Mordecai Ham. Commit to faithful. May God deliver you from unfaithful disciples who want to waste your time, who take your tea, chew your mandazi, and then they produce nothing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I cast those away from your life. Mama, 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 mama. He says the things you have heard from me commit to faithful. Do you know the first stage of being a good disciple is you must hear some things from someone else. Yeah. The reason greatness eludes the majority of the people is they want to be originators. They don't want to hear. You ask them who is discipling you. Ah, hey, 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 hey. That's why you're stuck. That's why you're broke. yourself and hear from people. Yeah, me, I'm an ardent student. I hear from people. Yeah. Every day I listen to at least one or two sermons from preachers. Every single day. Every day. And some of them are long preacher sermons. I think that's why I'm becoming long preacher myself. Every day I'm, 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 I'm listening to preachers every day in addition to my personal bible study and everything else and studying to teach I listen I listen yeah the little progress that I have registered in life is because of listening to people to teachers of the word amen amen church Wow. Thus become a hearer. May God give you the wisdom to become a hearer. It will do for you much, much more than you know. Become a hearer. You can't pass on 
anything if you are not a hearer. You know, the reason you need to listen a lot is because when, when you listen to one someone, you actually pick very little. So for me, I can do like 10 someones a week. And as a result, I can have the content of like one whole someone getting into my heart. At least one out of 10. Become a hearer. You need to listen to whoever is discipling you if you're going to grow. Acts 2, 42-43. He says, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers. They continued what? Steadfastly. They listened to the apostles steadfastly. The Passion Translation says every believer was faithfully devoted to following the teachings, to following the teachings of the apostles. Whatever church you go to, become a faithful and devoted listener to the apostleship of that church. You are going to see amazing things happen in your life. I'm telling you. Yeah. I've followed this thing. I've read it in the book of Acts many times. What happened is that every time people did that, the apostles performed incredible miracles, signs and wonders, and then many people were added to the church. Amen. Do you know that when a mother gets a baby, they are naturally equipped by God to start producing the milk that the baby what? Needs. Now, it doesn't matter whether the mother's sister, who is the auntie of the baby, is more clever, cute, beautiful, uh, whatever, endowed in whichever way. That person cannot have the milk that this baby needs. Yeah. Your malnutrition may be because you're trying to eat auntie's stuff. <laughs> Amen. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Every baby has a mother. And the milk is designed to be good. If you come to a ship harvest, you have a mother. <laughs> wow. No, let me continue. Be devoted. He said, the things you've had commit to faithful men and women who are able to teach others also. Commit. So, you get and you pass on. Be a good conductor. Like a copper wire which conducts electricity. If you are in worship service, don't be like an impure metal. You know those impure metals? When you try to pass electricity through them, they just heat up. They don't. One time, I bought, I bought bad jumper cables. You know those ones they sell in traffic jam? Don't buy. Don't buy those ones. Go buy proper jumper cables from a, a hardware place. I will not advertise any. But please don't buy the ones in the traffic. So I had those ones. Then uh, it came to pass that... Uh, I did not have battery. So we tried to jump start using another car. You know, you connect to the other car's battery and then you connect to yours. So you switch on. Yeah, yeah. Okay, go start. The more we did, the 
that things were heating up. The Japa cables, they were heating up. They were not transmitting the current from the other car to our battery. They were just heating up and starting to melt. Yes. Yes. So on the outside, things can look like they are the right thing. But the inside, yeah, that disciple, that missional community leader, that cohort leader, whoever, on the outside, they can be smiling and they look exactly like the next missional community leader. But the heart is not receptive of the leader's teachings and they are not passing on to the cl cluster or whatever uh, had members. And the more you teach, instead of passing on, they just heat up. Offense. They're just heating up. Yeah. Yeah. The MC leader, the MC is not growing. The MC, the mission committee is not doing evangelism. They're not rejoicing in the Lord. Why? The leader is a resistor. Do you know a resistor? Yeah. Instead of a conductor. So be a conductor, not a resistor. Yeah. In the name of Jesus, I test all resistors from this church. Yeah. And I invite conductors from every part of the world to join this movement. Yeah. They teach you one thing, you just get offended. Look, we are all offended by scripture. Scripture can't leave you the same. So you either decide to humble yourself and align or be offended at God and refuse and stay that way. That way. But if you're a leader, at least get out of the way. For the benefit, for the sake. Because it's for, for your sake and for the sake of your hearers. Has time ever like fired on you? <laughs> so please don't be that ca 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 cable that heats up every time they try to pass on something. Be a pure copper wire. Be pure in heart. They tell you, honor your father and mother. You go honor your father and mother. And then tell you all your members, please, do you have a father or mother? Go honor them. I have said, oh, you are passing on. You know what Top leadership has said, you honor your father and mother. Wow. Copper, what? Impure metal. Don't be offended. Be humble. Amen. That's how you make progress. You receive things, you pass them on. You, me, I've, I pass on everything. Andrew Mark, I passed on. Mike Breen, I've passed on. That's why you have my mission committees. Yeah. John Maxwell, I passed on. That's why there is Harvest Institute and School of Ministry and now School of Practical Business is starting. Because I pass on everything. Bishop Doug, I pass on. Everything I'm learning, I pass on. If I think it's, it's good for your brain to read two books a month, if you're around me, I make sure you start reading two books a month. Everything. Yeah. That's why I'm a, a better disciple than many. It's not because I'm too clever. No, it's just passing on. Just pass on. Don't be a reservoir. Be a river. Yeah. If you become a reservoir, you know those ponds with tadpoles in them and dirty water? Do you want to be that person? No. Be a river. Rivers have clean water because it is moving. 
ponds have dirty water because it's stagnant and stationary. When you're the kind of person who is always reading things, hearing things, but you're not teaching anyone, you become a pond with tadpoles. And, and uh, those mosquito things are called what? Mosquito lava. You're just distributing malaria. Person, person, person. I love you. Passionately. <laughs> Otherwise, I wouldn't tell you. Amen. Amen. I'm excited by the word of the Lord. Color, I thought this was a short sermon. In, in my head, I, I really thought this was a short one. Those ones, Spirit FM, thanks for joining us. We love you. If you've never given your life to Jesus, do it today, 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 today. Yeah. Say, Lord Jesus, I receive you in me. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Take my life and do something significant with it. Amen. If you pray that prayer for the first time, you're born again, please contact us. Go to our social media pages. You find phone numbers there you can call. We want to walk this journey with you. Amen. So what was the first thing? Be strong in the grace. And we said, how do you become strong in the grace? The things you've learned, you pass on. Don't be a reservoir. Be a river. Don't be a resistor. Be a conductor. Don't heat up. Instead, pass on. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Now, one last thing. Can you take one last thing? Verse 3. You therefore... Oh, verse 3 and 4. You therefore must endure what? Hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. You therefore, therefore is there for something. Yeah, the therefore is there for something. Yeah. In other words, he's continuing the thought. Be strong in the grace. How do you become strong in the grace? You multiply. Here I am. Here I am. With all my weaknesses, eh? which are numerous. Eh? People through this church, people are receiving Christ every week, even in rest month more than 50. The other week 200 what? November alone we did more than a thousand. Why? Because I've passed on. Yeah. That's how I've become strong in grace. Yeah. Now, some of you individually are much more gifted than me. Much more anointed than me individually much more, what's the other word I could use? Ma, 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 you, there is much more disciplined than me. There's so much, you are so much better than me, but you are not the pastor of this church. So you can't see the results I see. Yeah. Just like I told you last time, Angela driving Which one do you want to drive? Ah, bad idea. 
Pastor Angela driving a good car. Yeah. He's going to move faster than Ocean Bolt. Yeah. Because we, when you have a system, you do a lot more than when you don't have a system. That's how you become strong in grace. You build a system. Or you become part of a system. A location pastor is going to see 30 people come to the Lord every week. 40. Which they would never see if they were not a location pastor. A mission community leader is going to see certain numbers come to Christ every week. Which they would not see if they were not a mission community leader. Am I making sense? So if you want to live a significant life, eh, get out from running by yourself. Come and start being part of something that is moving. Yeah. So those are the... Be strong in the grace. How you do that? Make disciples. Now, once you start making disciples... Some things are going to come along and, and Paul warns in, us in advance what we should do. What does he say? Endure hardship as a good soldier. We're talking about finishing strong. How do you finish strong? Endure hardship. Mama. Yeah, people. Yeah, as a good soldier. You see, once the, the process of discipleship is embraced, military style discipline must come along with it. Yeah. Pastor Bithri, you first be coming and we see with your Mikey. Because if you don't come, I might not finish. But I think that if you come, we, we have a high chance. Yeah. And Pastor Solomon and also they will find you a mic. Hmm? So good. So it says, endure hardship. My God. Are any of your people here? They are all in a Le Cafe. They are running centers. My God. I tell you. Endure hardship. No, so why must you endure hardship? Let's say you are here. God is talking to this one. Here is why you must endure hardship. Because this is a discipling what? Relationship. Because once you are here in the middle like this, eh, there are going to come instructions from this side. Huh? Which you are also passing on. Now, sometimes some of those instructions are not going to be the kind that you want. Or that you like, or that are aligned with your heart's desires and strengths and what they can be completely contrary to what you want. But because you're a good work soldier, what do you do? You execute them and even pass them on as if you originated the idea. That's hard. That's why they talk about being a soldier. Because in the army, there are no suggestions. Do you know the army has something called a command structure? Command structure. 
It doesn't have suggestion boxes. It's a command structure. Meaning that when I speak to the person I'm discipling, it is a what? A command. Quietness Presbyterian has entered. Let me read here something I wrote. You cannot successfully disciple people who do whatever they want. If I say, we are raising money for worship harvest Mukono, worship harvest Tentebi, worship harvest Gezaki. My location does not feature. So we are not going to give We have entered the season of prayer. We'll be fasting this week. For me, I fasted the last week. And so you're not passing on. I finished fasting already. You can't disciple people who do whatever they want. Now let me tell you another one which is even probably worse. You cannot successfully disciple people while you're doing what you want. Like to disciple, you must be doing things that you don't want. Yeah. Also. Because as a soldier, there might be gunshots coming from this side and everyone is running in this direction. Then a command comes through advance. So while the civilians are running this way, you, you are moving towards where the problem is. Why? Is it because you don't have a heart and whatever and fear in your heart? No, no, no. You are under orders. And because you are under orders, you don't know whatever everyone wants. You can't have five levels of disciples when people are doing what they want. No, no, no. You see, discipline and disciple are related. Have you ever thought about it? Mm. Mm. Disciple, discipline. When you think about a soldier, what's the first word that comes to your mind? Discipline. Discipline. You know that when you go for basic training, basic, I'm talking about basic. I have a friend who went for basic. 30 days, no sleep. 30. Like, not at all. Yeah. Now, for many, many of you think you can't fail, you cannot not sleep for two days. No, 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 no. My friend, 30 days. He says they all became black and thin to eat lunch. You had to run to another village to pick a coupon and then run back and get lunch and eat it within a certain time. My friend, even the ladies, they were no longer even getting periods. Yeah. Every, everything has shut down to become a soldier. Yeah. Even the men. Yeah. You, no, you. You, can't get, you can't look at a lady and want anything. Nothing works. Nothing. Nothing works. Yeah. You can't fire up the system. Nothing. Yeah, that, that's, that's how it works. 
you become a completely different person when you go for training as a soldier. Yeah, I'm serious. You're too casual. No, you gain authority by being under authority. Matthew 8, 9. For I also am a man under authority, having soldiers. I also am a man under authority, having soldiers. That sounds like bad English. You should be saying, I also am a man with authority, having soldiers under me. No, 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 no. (laughs) Having people under... What gives you authority is being under authority. Yeah. Wow. Look at Matthew 11, 1, just to demonstrate. Now it came to pass. Uh huh. Let's read together. When Jesus had finished what? Commanding. Commanding his. Commanding. Commanding. Yeah. Matthew 21, 6. In fact, I'm giving you only two, but there are so many verses. So the disciples went and did as Jesus had suggested. Yeah, like when we think about Jesus, many of us, we say, Jesus is our Lord and Savior. You have no clue what you're talking about. Because many of you say, I'm still asking the Lord about it. He hasn't said anything. Some people even say, no, Lord. No, Lord. That's an oxymoron. Let me read for you three three lines here as we start to finish. (laughs) Emma, Emma. (laughs) If you cannot command them, they are not your disciples. If you cannot command them, they are not your disciples. Those are your colleagues, they are your friends, they are your hangouts, they are your gangos. They are not disciples. You're kidding yourself, you're deluded if you think you have disciples. If you cannot say, we are going to Chaliwajara and we all start moving to Chaliwajara. They are not your disciples. They are someone else's disciples, not you. Has that line sunk? Do you want me to read another line, Ruth? (laughs) There are people here who even behind their masks, because they are in the studio, everyone is wearing a mask, they are not smiling. You can even tell with a mask on that the person is not smiling. Like they are now annoyed. Yeah, But I'm going to read another line, whether you like it or not. If you cannot be commanded, you are not a disciple. Mm. Mm. For your MC leader begs you, you are not a disciple. Yeah. You don't go for evangelism, you don't go to the frontier, you don't even attend the meeting. You are for begging, you are not a disciple. You are a wild branch all by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Ready to dry up. 
because you are disconnected from the rest of the plant. Yeah, I'm being apostolic right now and I'm telling you the truth. Yeah, your best choice right now is to join another church where there is leadership you can respect. Yeah, because for us we are too simple for you. We are too casual for you. We have humbled ourselves so much that you don't see us as capable to lead you. So go somewhere else for your sake and the sake of your children. So what was the first line? If you cannot command them, they are not your disciples. He's saying here, yeah, be a good soldier. Good soldier. Not a good civilian. Two, if you cannot be commanded, you, you, you are the field marshal of your own one-man army. You don't fall anywhere in the ranks. You are not a disciple. And in fact, you have no authority. The last line the army has a command structure, not a suggestion box. Yeah. Pastor Solomon, you can go. Thank you for being here. But you're smart as always. Yeah. Pastor Angela, please come and join us for this closing. Wow. Let me share with you the British military structure since it's done that Uganda follows. There's a private. Do you know private? The reason they are private is they don't want anyone else to command. So they don't have responsibility for anyone else. They only have responsibility for themselves. Their responsibility is private. Okay. There's a private, there's a lance corporal, then there's a corporal, then there's a sergeant, then there's a staff sergeant, then there's a warrant officer two, warrant officer one. This is the command structure. Second lieutenant, lieutenant, I don't know where Ugandans got the F from which they added into that word. <laughs> lieutenant. <laughs> lieutenant. Wow. Captain. Major, Lieutenant Colonel, Colonel, Brigadier, Major General, Lieutenant General, General, Field Marshal. Now, for you to have authority in the army, you must be in this command structure. Yeah, if you are out here, Chapati Sela, there is no... Yeah, you are not. Yeah. When you say you say don't move, people keep moving because you. Philippians two twenty five. Yet I considered it necessary to send you Epaphroditus, my brother, fellow worker, and fellow soldier. Paul writes in Second Timothy two ten and says, therefore, I endure all things. For the sake of the elect, that they also may obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus wow. with eternal glory, wow. finishing strong. Out at sea, there are two kinds of vessels among many. One is a cruise ship, and one is a 
battleship. Okay. The cruise ship is very different from a battleship. They're all big. They all have lots of people. But the cruise ship, everyone does what they want. They, 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 you wake up whatever time you want. You go and have as much food as you want during breakfast. If, hey, it's just about entertain. You can be entertained until you are just... That's a cruise ship. On a battleship, eh, you, you are told when to wake up. You, you, everyone does exercise. <laughs> On a cruise ship, there is a gym, but very few people go there. Yeah. <laughs> On a battleship, everyone does exercise. When you go for breakfast, you don't have choices of, ah, uh, can I, no, 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 uh, more salt, please. Uh, no, 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 no. They hand you a tray with a pre-prepared breakfast. You just pick the tray and go sit and eat. Yeah. Yeah. If, when it's time for drills, it's drills for everyone. People eat the same food. There is a command structure. On, on a, a, a cruise ship, you just pass. People dress whatever they want. Bikinis, what, what. On a battleship, you are saluting the whole time because you are finding people who are superior to you. Aye, aye, captain. Aye, aye, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Life on a battleship is very different. Now let me ask you people here in the studio. Between the cruise ship and the battleship, which one do you think is the one that is more like what Jesus wants? Which, which one have we been reading about in the scriptures? Yeah, it's not a cruise ship. Three quick factors, maybe two. Two down, down I remember right now. One, on that cruise ship, hmm, there are a few people who work there who are not there to be entertained. Who overs, who sacrifice, who wake up early to cook for the rest. There are a few people who are constantly sacrificing for the people who are there to have fun. So, even on the cruise ship, there are people in soldier mode. They may not wear soldier's clothes, but they are there. But they are a small minority. Two, the cruise ship, for the cruise ship to be there and have fun without being attacked by pirates, the battleship must exist. So, the battleship doesn't exist for its own sake. It exists for the sake of others. The cruise ship exists for its own sake. Worship Harvest has had a few people who sacrifice, give of time, treasure, talent. They, they, it's a miracle they are not burnt out. While the rest of the people have what? Fun. I'm ending that order this year, this year. It's Amen. Open. Yeah. If you're in cruise ship mode on this ship, you will soon get a uniform. Yes. Because we have moved. This church 
is moving from cruise ship mode to battleship. So, you must join a missional community. That's a command. Because if you are not in a missional community, you are not in the command structure. We can't treat you to tell you that it's now time to fast. No. Yeah, you join an MC. That's how we know. Those days, let me tell you some of the miracles that have happened. Before lockdown, we had 120 MCs. And even then, we were doing really well. Because we had moved from like 60 to like 120 in one year. Now there are 248 in only eight months. They have more than double. What is happening? People are joining the army. Yes. People are moving from cruise ship mode to being entertained and having everyone else take care of all the responsibilities to battleship mode. Two, we have stopped being a church that lives for our own. We are now taking up our responsibility as a church that the God has called to the nations. Because there are people out there dying and perishing in their sins while we have fun here. Adding more lights. No, 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 no. We are going. We are going. So, if you are a worship harvest person, do yourself a favor and understand that we have got to finish this year strong because we are determined to do that which God called us to do. Amen. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.